All right, welcome back. Episode 67 of the Young Old Heads podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tommy, aka TV Sports Cards, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Max, aka Cards Max, aka Cards Max. I got kind of messed up by the Fanatics buyback edition. Max, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, I'm feeling like in a taco fracture type of mood because I did not win $15,000, but you can if the wild card hits and you own the wild card and it is not one of the players that is sliding into a base that already has a card. Yeah, well, um, if you haven't been listening to this podcast, Max, for the last like two months, has been buying every Taco Fractor on eBay. So any sold listing of a Taco Fractor is actually Max buying it on eBay. Max, so how do you feel after doing that? Uh, I'm here to report that that is fake news, but I wish it were true news. I cannot change life and its outcomes, but I think it's an interesting kind of move for fanatics to leak not leak but like spoil what the taco fractors are like three months two and a half months after the product releases and they've already established a fair market value and that they we already had a wild card taco fractor selling for eleven thousand dollars all for it to be announced that the grand prize is fifteen thousand dollars of taco bell but think about it this way max if you had all five of the taco fractors of the guy who gets the first deal? No, I think you get five times fifteen thousand. No, I think you get five times fifteen thousand. But it's tacos for life. That's what I don't like. Value. like. That's value. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah, I've never eaten a taco from Taco Bell in my life, nor have I ever had a Baja Blast. That's pretty fucked up. Another related um, secret: I went to Seven Eleven day- today specifically to buy a Mr. Beast bar but they did not sell any. Oh, I tried one of those. They're pretty I tried good. One. Sorry, I'll let you go. No, they're pretty good. Yeah, that. I mean, I had one once. It was really good. Uh, I'll be going to the Hofstra card show this week for um, from Friday morning. I think I fly out at 6 a.m. to Monday morning, even though it's a two-day show. It's going to be my little homecoming. I could see my, my friends. My family's still in Florida, but I could see my friends, which is nice. And most importantly, I get to go to my local 7-Eleven and buy myself a Mr. Beast bar. Are you uh, headlining a bleaker trading night? No, but that would have been a devilish idea. I should have came into contact with them. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. What were you up to this last weekend, Max? Uh, I feel like, did I hear some shenanigans? Um, This past weekend, I was at the Tampa car show. Sorry, just kidding. I don't know my geography of Florida. I was at the St. Petersburg car show, which is like an aisle by Clearwater, but Clearwater and St. Petersburg are both in the jurisdiction of Tampa. I don't know, but I was in St. Petersburg and I was set up at a table with my, with my good pals, uh, TJ card collector and Zeke, Zeke's cards, Zeke Rodriguez. I don't know what, what his handle is, if it's a Zeke's cards, but, um, something that I really enjoy about the show that I've highlighted before is that KK sports cards, I believe runs the show. And they have a baseball card inventory that I have immense respect for. They respect the SSP sticker autographs. They respect like all these Shohei Otani, you know, super short prints. And they had a red ink heritage real one autograph BGS nine in their showcase. And I did a little thing. I had a little bit and I, I traded for it. I traded 
Oh, oh speed it up. Okay. No, um, no, no. I'm saying continue. What did you? Oh, what did you trade for? Okay, it was a fun deal. So I'm trying. So there was the last comp, and I traded for it at about a thousand dollars above the last comp, whatever that was, and it was a post UCL comp. So my thinking of that was a this is like a six row high card that I probably like I could like I could buy it in cash, but like what is the point? There were a few cards that I had in my inventory that I was just consistently getting beat up on. Like not pretty. Like I think I bought some Aaron Judge Bowman Chrome autographs when they were doing about 3K. Thankfully. I wasn't into all of them at 3K. Like one of them was a BGS 9.5 crack. That was successful. And it's like, no one's buying Judge right now. No one's buying a Judge PSA 10 Bowman Chrome Auto. I had a few other Shohei Otani cards. I was like, I bought them at the bottom and it's like the bottom kept falling and it's like, I'd have to wait for to recover. And thankfully I got in low enough to where I was okay. So my rat, my, Thinking for that trade was, okay, these are either going to be really hard to move now or I'm going to have, be forcibly holding them till March. I would rather pivot, even if it's at a slightly higher higher than comp valuation, into an item that I'm going to be probably holding till March or for a while anyway, but has the higher upside and consolidate it all into one item. What's the, hi- what's the highest that Shohei Real One Auto has ever sold for? So I want to say there was a PSA nine cop in August for 15 K. And I think I acquired this at about nine K nine, nine K trade, whatever that means. It's just, you value my cards, you know, that doesn't necessarily. Yeah. That's like your biggest pickup ever then. Kind of. That is the biggest card I've ever owned. The full trade details. And this was funny because I posted it on Twitter. Uh, The biggest card was a PSA 10 Bryce Harper Bowman Chrome blue autograph. Two PSA 10 2013 first Bowman Aaron Judge autographs, a PSA 10 2017 Bowman Mega Box Shohei Otani, a PSA 10 Topps Chrome image variation Shohei Otani of him running from the dugout, and a Luka Doncic 2021 X Factors Relic Auto at a nine silver relic auto at a 99 for the Shohei Otani red ink and 200 bucks. And 200 bucks just to top it off. Yeah, um, we were very close on like the actual fine numbers. Like, oh, this is, I think it was like, oh, this Luca's a 750 card, but like we need 500 value or whatever. And it's like, just, just like final tossing 200 bucks. And we're like, okay, cool, fine. Let's iron this out. So I think it was a win win for both of us. They are very good at moving in, moving that type of stuff. And for most of their Otanis, they're into it for so little anyway. Sure, they got some punches, one on, on the rise up. But there you have a lot of like phenomenal high in Shohei Otani and phenomenal high in baseball. And I did a big deal for some baseball trading with them last time at this relatively small local show. So that is the biggest card I've ever owned officially. The one before highest before that was the Albert Pujols Bowman Chrome autograph, which was not successful really in an owning standpoint. Neither was the Tolstoy Cobb, which I also owned. But like that's the bittersweetness of owning big cards. Yeah, and I, I like the upside play for you there. Uh, obviously, I love Otani. Uh, did you? So this trade went down at a show. Like, what? What's the? Where's the point of contact on this? Carcho. I went to their table. I li- I mean, part of I think I did this with their at the last show that I was set up near them too. I'm like, I just took some cards and I'm like, 
I'm going to see if I can do a deal with KK. Like that was entirely what my thinking was. I'm like, they have six stuff. I have six stuff. Like our inventory works. It's like, I have some stuff that I am like sitting on against my will. And again, that's not like saying that, oh, I'm giving them bad inventory or whatever. Or, you know, they, they've had that show. Hey, Red Ink Auto for several months. Like, it's just a matter of like what cards work better for other people. And I knew that like that, like, again, not to like pocket watch or anything that Red Ink is a massive card for me, but it's like one of many massive cards for them. So yeah. it made it made sense both ways. Yeah, I love this. I'm I'm super hyped about you owning that. Uh, did you make any other deals at the show? Um, I think I had a few other smaller buys, um, mostly just generic, boring um, buy at whatever buy buy stuff at whatever percentage, sell it for higher. Um, the walking traffic was slower than usual. There was allegedly a bigger show in Orlando. I still am not understanding these Florida show cultures. And I moved my Palo Tilanchero Kaboom BGS 9.5. I moved the Josh Allen Silver Optic Auto. I sold some okay cards. So my bag is getting empty. It is becoming empty, not getting empty. I have better English skills than that. And I'm ready for New York, Tommy. I have a, I'm doing a show. I'm doing a travel show every other week, every, like every other week for like six weeks. And I'm pumped. So especially since I'm not getting burnout from doing three straight weeks. So... I'm pumped. Hell yeah. Uh, what, what's like the best cards in your case right now besides the Otani? Um, it was the PSA 10 um, Connor McDavid Young Guns, but I just sold that today. You know, as much shit as we give them, um, it went. I sold it to Alt because they were paying a strong offer. So you have to respect that. Um, I sold it for $2,500, which is like right around comp. So respect on them. The biggest cards that I have right now are my PSA 5 1956 Mickey Mantle, um, my PSA 10 Josh Giddy Downtown. I want to say those are both like $2,500 to $3,000 cards each, give or, give or take. Tommy, you have a grim on your face. Dude, just the juxtaposition of the 1956 Mickey Mantle and then the PSA 10 Josh Giddy Don Downtown. I love it. Um, I have a PSA 1 1953 Mickey Mantle, and this card is gorgeous. It's funny. I had like a, a boomer come up to my table, and he's like, what's your price in the 1953? And I'm like, 2500 And he's like, oh, rah, rah. and I'm like, dude, you can't tell me that it's not a clean one. It's centered. It's got some paper loss on the cap. It's like, you're showing me. And like, he didn't even, it was one of those words, like he didn't even make an offer. But I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dude, I got to win these. It's like, I am the comp, you know, but like, I wasn't. I know I was the comp in that point, but I'm like, dude, like it's centered. It's got sharp corners. I'm like, look at that. Look at that card. And he's like, yeah, hubba dubba. You're right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm always right. But he, I, he walked, the gentleman walked away without making an offer, which always brings a figurative tear to my eyes. So I'm hearing that you're making friends with the Florida card show folk pretty well. Uh, some I'm acquiescing as much as I can. Um, yeah, I feel like I've been to the airport more often than I've been to the actual cities that I live near. But that's just part of the adventure. So what? It, all right, you have said you you said six weeks, six uh, three shows. Where are you going? So I am first going to Hofstra, New York. I'm going to the Hofstra University show in New York. That is in three days. That will be flying Friday morning. It is a Saturday Sunday show. 
Um, I'm, I guess I'm doing the 4D chess move of everyone that does cards flying out to Nashville. But at the same token, um, I will be going to Hofstra. I probably will be one of the few traveling to that show because I am such... I have such bias for my uh, my hometown local show and my my friends, but not my, my family because my family's, family's not in New York. Um, I'm then following that up with the Dallas Card Show. I want to say that's November 2nd through November 5th. That's going to be an adventure as it always is. I always come out with some type of storyline. I don't know what to expect this time. I'm ex hoping for a better show than last time given that it was directly after the Burbank Card Show. And this is two months. We're in football season. Basketball season will have started by that point, and there's the, the the market in quotes is going to be a lot more different than it is now. And then my third show, where I will be residing on none other than Tommy Vaughn's air mattress, will be the Chicago Spectacular on November, two weeks later than the Dallas Card Show. No, I'm not going to look at my calendar right now, but that's always an adventure. It's Tommy. You can describe the Chicago Spectacular. It's a good show. Max, Max, I feel like you had a good time last time. You made some money and made some deals. I think that Chicago has taken a hit. So I was actually at a card show, spoiler alert, this last weekend. Um, did you see that tweet? Some guy, I guess I saw this card, I but did. then I saw a tweet about it later. Uh, someone cracked like a PSA 9 gold kaboom Justin Fields rookie card and got him signed it in person. And I, I saw the card that. at the show, but I didn't realize the guy had cracked it from a PSA 9. And as a cards over autograph guy, I don't really respect that move. So I really like I have given time to thinking about this. Okay. I especially thought about this in 2019 and 2020 when I was more of a novice collector, but I'm like, okay, Trout US 175. Base. It's a card. Sign it. Cool iconic card signed by trout gold parallel well it makes it better than the other non-gold parallels it certainly makes it better than a base i'm like eh, acceptable but like hope diamond no black never i don't want that on the rare cards i was then doing the same similar thought exercise i'm like all right fernando tatis ip auto flagship 410 uh, series two. If you don't know your base flagship numbers, fuck you. Go back to school and read through your textbook. But 410 Tatis, I'm like, okay, IP auto, that's like kind of cool. Makes it a little bit more unique than like your Topps Chrome auto pack pulled. I'm like, okay, gold auto. I'm like, well, that makes it like a deluxe version of it. Like I kind of accept the gold parallel there, but I don't accept the gold parallel on the trout. But also, it's not cool to get a Fernando Tatis IP auto on the 410 base anyway. So really just takes a lot of thoughts to get to the same place of fuck you, do not crack and sign the gold balloon. But like affectionate fuck you. But also like you own a card, do whatever the fuck you want to do with your own card. But um, show uh, was pretty empty because oh, I, I, I don't mean to be a card authoritarian, but I disagree with that. Like, I, you know what makes me want to jump off a cliff? A lot of things. But no, okay. Well, all right. I'm doing I'm doing fine. I, I meant whatever. Um in the cardboard world, it's print it's pack pulled printing plate non-autos that are then in person signed. I hate it so fucking much. 
It is a one-of-a-kind masterpiece that you are smearing in ink, and it's not even like a valuable one-of-one. It's just like a printing plate. Like, just respect the one-of-one. And there, while, yes, it is your card, your rules, it's like you are depriving the sanctity of the card if it ever goes in anyone else's hands. And anyone else who ever desires that card knows that it's tainted. But, yes, we all have a, you know autonomy to be able to do whatever we want. That isn't crude. So, yeah, sign your kaboom, Justin Fields gold. But, like, why? You can do, do you it. Any, do you own any printing plates right now, Max? Um, and I owned the after I owned a few just from like buying lots, just some random ones that I own right now. I own a Cassius Stanley Cyan Optic Contenders one of one auto, but this auto was from was pack gold. I also own, I believe, I believe it's Emilio Bonifacio Florida Marlins 2011 tops black printing plate and it's like i've had it for 20 bucks forever like i mean i'm i'm in the business of selling it just because i sell cardboard but like i biasly think that is a sick 20 dollar card i love i feel like you always own a printing plate we haven't talked about printing plates in like 30 episodes oh i own the og 2012 top smack trout printing plate you I still have that i still have that you bought that so long ago. That's like right at the beginning of when we started recording this podcast. Oh no, it's it's in my case, <laughs> and I just remember my um two. I had a two thousand four Bowman LeBron James yellow printing plate, and I think it's like I bought it for a lower price than a PSA ten paper, or bought it for like the same price, and I'm like, this just makes too much sense. And like that's I sold one the, that, that's one of the OG young old yeah. heads Instagram clips. Dude, we got to get a clip on that. Or we got to redo the clip on that. I remember I put it up on eBay and it was instantly binned for like double what I paid. But like this trout has just been sitting. Yeah, that, no one cares about that trout for some reason. Probably because it's the 2012 ugly stepchild of my trout tops cards. Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, but uh, Max, I had a good time at the show. It was Sunday though, and half the dealers weren't there. Uh, kind of mm -hmm. lame. Uh, did get buy a card from... Some guys that do you follow these guys, Sicily boys? I do. They're great. Yeah, I know them. I bought, they're great. I bought this uh, Clay Thompson orange pulsar, fifteen out of fifteen select. Really random buy, but uh, I got it for thirty bucks. Comps around forty five. Uh, just said f it because I took out some cash and then there wasn't enough cards to buy, and it was like, all right, this is a super rare clay card, and those guys are nice and they gave me a good deal. So, win, in my opinion. Uh, Max, how much do you think I paid for this? John Morant, Zion Williamson, Jersey Swap, foil. From what, what is it numbered out of? It's just a foil. A dollar. One dollar. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Um, so, I spent like 75 bucks when I really wanted to spend like a couple hundred bucks. You want to that see... was kind of unfortunate. That was the first time in my life I didn't spend my whole budget at a card show. You want to ever. see the cards that are in my cards I just listed the eBay stack? Yeah, but guess the one card that I regret not buying from the show, and then you can talk about your stuff. This guy had this Chris Paul uh, rookie tops paper black out of 500 for 50 oh, bucks. He's, he's the one that got with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> 
And I have kind of decided that I'm in. I'm irrationally in on Chris Paul and the Warriors. I think we're gonna be great non-sports analysis podcast. Now talk about what you bought, what you're you listening. Said we, you said we. Please, I hope I never say we as a Yankees or Knicks fan. I'm Is sorry. it bad? I mean, like, I'm sorry I that think... I am happy with my team and want to be a part of the success. Tribalism, but. Is it? I mean, I feel like I used to. I haven't been to a Knicks game in maybe a decade at this point. Like, I'm ashamed of that. Just you because you should go I, to like Magic. You should go to Magic Knicks, dude. I want to do that. You should definitely <laughs> like, do that. Part of so it is just like you don't know what you're missing out on until it's gone. The other part is like commuting to this. I mean, even though it's only a few trains, even though it's two trains, it's just like the commute to MSG is like you, the thing is you know you're spending a lot of money that night. Like, I guess, like, that's the one benefit of, like, not being in New York. It's, like, if you're going to a sports game, you know you are paying a lot of money. It's, like, I know I am paying, like, $70 or $50 in food. I don't want to say $70. $50 in food, no drinks, at Yankee Stadium on, like, chicken and a milkshake and, like, some fries. Okay? I'm going to get by the milkshake. I'm not going to deprive myself of an experience but I know going in, it's like, okay, this is the money I'm putting at risk, and I'm going out and enjoying myself. Yeah. I'm not going to when I've seen the Yankees. I will say that it is especially fun to go see your team at an away game that you now live in a city. Uh, I, I, my, one of the best, one of the reasons why I love collecting Clay Thompson cards is because I was sitting with my boy Errol, my sophomore year of college at Northwestern, and decided that we were going to go to the Warriors. Uh, Bulls game in January in like 20 degree weather and we took the red line all the way down and Clay ended up breaking the NBA record in three pointers and I'm like the only Warriors fan in the whole game and that was pretty sick so you never know Max you can also see your boy Paolo Ponchero yeah I don't think I do I own any Paolo Ponchero cards like I'm I'm thunking right now I think I have some grading I had some great grading orders this week, by the way. And by great, I mean I literally only gemmed two cards out of like six, but it was still great. That's brutal. What were they? What were the ones you gemmed? It was the PSA 10 2022 LeBron James Kaboom and a PSA 10 Benedict Matherin FOTL Gold Shimmer out of 10. (laughs) Those are so random. What do you mean? They're basketball cards. (laughs) Well... What were the other ones? What did you not gem? I sent it was only out, six cards. Yeah, it was across two different orders. Um, it was two Cade Cunningham downtowns. It was a Jalen Hurts red zone autograph from Contenders, and it was a Cristiano Ronaldo beam team auto out of twenty five. They all got nines. All got nines. Pain. Br- brutal. But like the two tens are really good tens. Is that worse than there only being 20 packs in new, the new Tops update? I think anyone who is complaining about the 20 packs is whining for nothing. It's like, do you know what? Something that's funny. I don't think I've seen people that are like the same people that are shitting. I'm sorry. I'll be, I'll make this clip friendly. The same people that are trashing fanatics for removing four packs from a 24 pack box are also the same people coming at jeff wilson for opening a card store it's like there is that is not i don't think i've seen any example of it being mutually exclusive and the one party being 
for one thing and not the other. It's like, no, every single thing there's combined disdain. Yeah. I just can't imagine this Jeff Wilson shop's going to make enough money on a day to day, but I hope it does. I hope, I hope for success. Um, I, it's like all of this, like people, they just like the naysay and, Oh, Ruben is not wants to 10 X the hobby and isn't. And Oh, it's all just corporate. Oh, lids is just doing this promotion with, Obviously, for that, you know, I don't say obviously. I didn't know this until I was spoon fed this. And whoever spoon fed me this, you know who you are. But I didn't know that Lids was a subsidiary of Fanatics until being told that. But it's like this is just like you don't get that promotion without Fanatics owning tops. That's not a thing. This is done directly in order to get people that aren't affiliated with cards get more exposure. I don't think people understand. In 2019 and earlier, if you were an adult collecting cards, you were a fucking dork, and you still probably are. But the stigma is no longer there. There's this connotation of flipping and reselling and making money and that it's cool and that it's hype and it's streetwear. In 2019 earlier, you were a nerd. Like, Tommy, I know you, like, Tommy, correct me if I'm wrong, you re-entered, like, COVID, right? Yeah. I've said the Luis Severino story before how like as a young adult in college, I like, I already had my high school, middle school phase of like consuming blowout forms for five hours a day, watching breaks, wishing I was rich enough to enter one or that if I had a debit card, I would have. It's like, I already did my research phase when I was in middle or high school, but it was that one, Hey, maybe I need to buy a Luis Severino auto for the man cave moment of where I got back in the cards. And you got to understand like I didn't tell a soul. <laughs> yeah, I didn't tell, like my. I didn't. I kept it away from my parents. Granted, I love my parents. My parents, but they don't. You know, all that stuff. But it's like I didn't tell my friends. It's like I remember. You know, like, like you were I had just to... hunting for parallels, just on an island. What do you mean on an island? Like no one. You weren't talking to anyone about it. No. <laughs> what? I mean, you that's have like someone you're like, dude, I finally found this like purple Toys R Us parallel. Like, let's go. No, I'd be like scrolling blowout forms and be like, a guy would say an opinion. And I'm like, oh, that's literally me. And then <laughs> I'd look at my collection and I would be bu- buying like $20 base Glaber Torres on eBay. <laughs> that's like, brutal. my 2020 eBay buys are heinous. That was my. We got to do a whole episode on throwback eBay buys from like worst of history for us. Do you know, um, do you know, Florida card guy on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Oh, shame on you. Uh, Aaron's great. Um, I bought like a, it quite literally, I still know this card. I still have it. It was an $8 heritage. The future is now PSA 10 of Glaber Torres that he got in his PSA sub. And I bought it for like $9. And like I, you know, I remembered his name at the time, and it's like I saw. I eventually like stumbled on like his YouTube video of him like getting the sub back. I remember like I I typed like that. Oh, I bought that card off your eBay, and you know, he's like, oh, cool. And then like I eventually connected with him on Twitter, and again, Aaron's a great guy. We still talk, you know, on and off. He does his own collecting, but yeah, I love Twitter. You know, whatever. But point being, it's like, dude, I was down in the trenches, dude. I had this box, and. It's where I put all my Glaber slabs. Do you still have any of them? I have all of them. Oh, let's go. 
Yeah, yeah like I need like all your family pick sometime. Get it out. Get I them out. Before, just not in good lighting. Oh, now that I actually know how to take pictures, I can do that. Yeah, come on. The people need to see the whole Glaber PC. Because it's like I want because I was the guy like hounding over. It's like, dude, like I need a Ginterex PSA 10. It's like none of them <laughs> exist. They all have QC issues. They all have white corners. It's like, but I'm like, dog, I can't pay 150 on them when the base ginters are doing 20, but I respect the fuck out of the guy that's pricing them at 150. Have you I checked in? Dude, a black mini ginter X. Oh, man, I'm not getting that. Dude, have you checked in on the John Sherna 2012 Prism Silvers in a, in a while? I haven't. I already have my pop one. Dude, check the sales of his recent 2012 Prism Silvers, please. Your mind will be blown because they're, they're more than most NBA, like, decent players in the NBA. Okay, I see one. I see... There's one listed for 50 bucks. What? $20. I see $20 September 5th, which we've yeah, talked $20. I think that's what that's... I'm talking about mine for. Dude, I just love that. I like, I am, I need to resume my, uh, my run of that now that like orders are actually normal. Dude, I got yeah, to the, remind the people what your project is with the next. Oh, I want to have, because golds are, I don't say golds are overrated, but like golds are like overpriced. I want to do a PSA 10 silver run of every Knicks rookie card from Prism. It has to be silver Prism, um, and they have to be in a Knicks uni. They don't necessarily have to have played for the Knicks, but they need to be in a Knicks uni. So Ignis Bradzikis counts. Like Jerry and Grant, I believe he has a Knicks uni, counts. And it's like some of it is just like they're so low. But like oddly enough, like some of the hard ones have been like, Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah. And it's a little funny. It's like, I remember when RJ and Kristaps were like $500 to $1,000 each. And it's like, I just had to keep waiting. I still haven't bought them. I still haven't yeah. bought a Kristaps. Kristaps might be a good time to buy. Yeah, but he's going to fade into irrelevancy. So I could just no, buy Kristaps Hall of Famer. I'm, I, I don't know. I irrationally love Kristaps. Yeah, it is irrational. He had such a terrible exit from the Knicks. Like, Knicks fans hate him. Damn. Knicks fans should not be hate. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. No, we hate the exit and how he didn't want to recover and then how he demanded trade talks like a little girl, tanked his value, so we got virtually nothing for him. It's like, it, it just was, it was like he, for everything that New York fans gave him when people said that, Phil Jackson was crazy for drafting in fourth overall, not sports analysis, but we gave him so much and he had such a storm on his way out that he got what it was coming when he tanked his career with the Mavs and Grizzlies. Well, I think he's dope. I think he's going to make the hall of fame. Anyway, Max eBay. Can we talk? Can we talk eBay buys? Are yeah. You ready for it? This is why people listen to this podcast. People podcast was just eBay bias. Okay, roll it. Am I going oh, first? Or am I rolling it? I thought you were rolling it. My bad, I can roll it. No, I can roll it. Now people are pissed at us. Okay. Um, most recent eBay buys, I'll roll off the five most recent ones. Actually, I think I only have three this week. 
whatever. Um, I bought a PSA 9 Patrick Mahomes Silver XRC from Select. Um, that's just because I'm just a, I'm just crazy and I like to have fun. Um, I bought a BGS 9 Nikola Jokic Red, White, and Blue Wave from 2015 Prism. Subs were 959599, so that's fun. And then my third buy of the week was an Anthony Volpe Green Finest Rookie Auto out of 99. Dude, those 2015 prisms. Dude, do you see those? Like, that was just three totally different cards. Yeah. What? Wait, give me your thought process on all those because I don't really understand why you're buying all these. Um, two of them were just PSA. Well, all of these were rating plays. Okay. Um, and I hate to be so bland, but like that's kind of what they were. And and to throw in for good measure, I think I said this last week, but and if I didn't, then cut me off. But. I bought a Benedict Matherin gold laser auto at a 10 for Donruss. And I bought that for $290, which I thought was like a really good price. You're all in on Benedict Matherin. I kind of love it. I didn't think I was, but like, I don't know. People compare shade and sharp to him. And again, not a sports analysis podcast, but Benedict Matherin dropped nearly 17 points as a 20 year, as a 20 year old and all rookie first team. Shade and sharp started 20 games in the season and did not drop 10. I get it, Benedict Matherin has a year on him, but like they should not be priced near each other. Uh, I'm famous for having said that if I had a credit card in middle school, I would have spent all my money on Josh Smith cards. And that's you with Benedict Matherin, I think. But like I'm grading these and I'm still like making money, or at least that's the goal. I have a kaboom at PSA right now of Matherin. That's probably going to pop this week. Well, I hope I hope nothing but the best for you, Max, in your pursuit of this guy. I feel like Tommy's hoping for the best. I'm always hoping for the best for you, Max. I would never wish ill on on your card. I get a lot of ill will sometimes, but never from Tommy. Hater Max got 99 problems. Yeah. All right, Max. You want to hear the most ridiculous card I bought this week? Roll him off your tongue. Uh what day was this? Sunday? Monday? Maybe yesterday. I was texting with our friend Gaby Cardstacks, Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enlightened him about ComC sold listings. So on ComC, if you sign in, you can check out like all the cards in every category that they've ever had in their inventory. Yeah. But are no longer there. Don't you have to pay for it or something? No. You have to maybe... It's something... I don't know about checking comps, but you can see the cards at least. It's something weird. You have to pay for it in ComC points or something. No, no, not to view the sold ones. Just to see which cards used to exist, you can just see those. Hmm. So for me, I like to go on the ComC sold of like guys that I PC or whatever, and then use that to like check and then go create eBay safe searches with the ones that I think are rare and cool. Because sometimes it's a grind to like scroll TCDB to find new cards of your PC players. You got to just like I've see what's out there. TCDB zero times. What? I've scrolled through TCDB zero times in my life. Well, you what you you miss out in TCDB scrolling, you make up for and blow up forums scrolling. Okay, that's fair. Um, I bought a 1950. Well, wait, I was talking to Gabe. He was checking out Arizona sold stuff. There's a Northwestern vintage card that I kind of wanted for a while. It was a 1954 Quaker Sports Oddities Jack Riley, uh, card number 16. He was both a All-Pro football player in 1930 and 31, and an All 
all-american wrestler can't wait to get this one it costs 10 bucks max that's a fun design doesn't it looks <laughs> ridiculous Ooh. anyway hilarious okay. northwestern card that i was hyped about um i also bought on twitter first twitter buy in a while i bought a 2019 shohei otani a red foil opening day gold cup team fox. color match card fox <laughs> what do you think i paid for that max oh i saw i think it was listed for like 35 dollars yeah 35 shipped did you pay 20? i took full i took for full ah, respect we love someone who respects and takes for full yeah because the comps were like 42 45 51 it's like those are all auctions i was like all right 35 ship that's totally fair um i also bought a jeremy affelt the greatest relief pitcher in the history of the giants underrated as hell Mm -hmm. i bought his royals game used cleat which i'll show up to the camera here game used cleat with the logo part of the logo of whatever shoe he is wearing Respect. On the Royals, uh, I bought that for five dollars shipped. Hmm. That's what it's about, Max. Dank to dollar ratio off the charts on a game you shoe for a pitcher reliever. Reliever. That's our favorite metric that we use in this podcast: the dank to dollar ratio. I know. I need to uh, commission a T-shirt from our friend Charles. You do. Uh, did you sell anything on eBay, Max? Um, I can go. I do. I mean, I definitely. I mean, I'm kind of built different. So I do sell things all the time. Um, whether they're interesting things or not, that uh, is the question. Something I've been really doing, Max, when I make the clips is I scroll your sold ones when I'm making the clips. So I actually end up seeing almost every card you sell nowadays, like literally every single one, because I'm literally scrolling max seller sold cards. That's and funny. I enjoy it every time. Okay, so I shipped out five cards, I think, today. Um, I shipped, or I have to ship a... 2016 Topps Heritage Anthony Rizzo action image variation. What do you think it sold for? Three dollars, one dollar shipping. Uh, Seven seventy-five. Um, Panini Contenders Legendary Detlef Schrempf Auto out of one ninety-nine. Twenty bucks. Nineteen eighty-four. Let's go, dude. Detlef Schrempf's a legend of Parks and Rec. Uh, John Means Agua Ray Wave. Uh, excuse me. John Means Agua Wave out of 199, 2022 Tops Chrome. Is that a gold cup? Uh, it's not. John Means Gold Cup is 2019. Because I think it's 2019 rookie and gold cup, I think. I don't know. Uh, Four dollars. Three. Wow. I'm on it. I know um, my market for low end. Darren Baker, first Bowman Auto. Oh, 15. 14.99. Let's go. What? And the last one, uh, premier level Cole Anthony Gold Wave T Mall rookie. 13. 1984. Damn. Well, dude, you hit some of those on the nose. The the 15 on the Darren Baker auto is not the only one you even met. The only one you kind of missed was like the Anthony Rizzo. And that like, again, I'd like to think I sell strong. I got seven. I think I bought two of those at the East coast national last year, like, like 16 months ago or like 15 months ago. And like, I own two and like the second one finally sold. And I think I bought them for like a quarter each. 
So like I made a full burrito on that. So low max department, but <laughs> um, I also just some fun other ones. I sold the Josh Young red refractor that I bought from last Dallas and I sold that. What's the total flip numbers on that one? I bought that for $450. I sold it for a thousand dollars. That's a lot of burritos. No, I probably made like 400 bucks, I guess. That's like, uh, that's like 40 burritos. Um, Keto, I like this game. Keto Marte Platinum Chrome Anniversary Red Atomic out of 100 from 2021. Who's the player? Uh, Keto Marte. Oh, God. Um, people he's like just, those parallels, though. So I'm going to guess like eight, 850. 10. Let's go. Um, Patrick Sandoval Contenders 2020 Rookie Auto. Unlicensed, obviously. Yeah. Also, like, of 375 five bucks <laughs> it was like it was like binned when i put it up oh this is actually a random one this is of a player like you know who edgardo alfonso is on the giants or on uh, the reds this is a mets card yeah uh, edgardo Edgar, did he play for the reds or the giants um yes he played for the giants yeah dude this guy's a legend dude i had no idea who he was what was the card <laughs> Uh, 2015 Topps Archives fan favorites, Edgardo Alfonso, Silver Auto out of 199 Oh, I saw this one. You sold it for $19.99? I sold it for 40 bucks. 40 bucks? Yeah. It was like, I'm like, man, like, is, am I being aggressive on this? It was binned. Like, quick. Why? What? How did you, like, did, did you see no comps and you were like, 40 bucks? I think I saw, like, the lowest list. They were, like, two listed. And, like, the lowest base auto was, like, 50 and I think like one of them did like twenty five, and yeah, I don't I don't think he has any autos. Obviously, yeah, um, the idea is like only auto, but it was immediately bent. <laughs> it was like a, a twenty fifteen card. Yeah, that's random as hell. Yeah, so I'm I don't know. So those are some of my sales. I'm like kind of holding some like iconic vintage cards right now. Like I have a 52 Hank, excuse me, a 54 Hank Aaron. That looks okay. Um, speaking of vintage cards, I have a Stephen Curry gold contenders auto out of 10. I have two Mickey Mantle 1956s. I have a Jason Dominguez atomic. Yeah. I have a Clemente. I have a Clemente rookie. I forgot what the grade was. I think it was an SGC four, but that's cool. Yeah. Those are all right. Decent yeah. cards. But like, the, I don't know, like vintage is just so much fun. Like, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but you do build a callus to it. You feel, I feel like you enjoy ha owning the vintage cards. Yeah, I do. They're so much cooler than the regular ones. Like this, the making a hundred dollars in that flip is more satisfying than like most, like a Josh Young, like a thousand dollar flip. Cause like, it's a Josh Young red. It's like, with all due respect, it's like, it's Josh Young. Like, come on. Is it's Josh Young like, not good? I mean, he's Josh Young, but he's Josh Young. <laughs> well, I think with that, Max, I think we we got to let the people go here. Uh, yeah. Do you have any parting words for everybody? If you don't win, you don't win. <laughs>